Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzercast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to fleeing the country to avoid arrest to Tokyo. This is Adam's giving me uh, This is Zillennial Cannon. I'm Kira, and I am uh, I'm Adam. Uh, I'm the I'm the DK, uh, the Donkey Kong, and I finally did it. <laughs> Donkey in, in quest, remember that's what he says. He's like, yeah. he's the DK. What does DK stand for? Donkey Kong. Uh, the other day, I actually watched Donkey Kong, the Crystal Coconut musical. I gotta say, nothing. Um, no, but it's on our poll list. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I'm never watching that again, though. It was pretty well, funny, but it's just way too long. But um, uh, Adam, you gotta that? like get zooted and watch that. I will. You don't have to tell me twice. Can you but... cover it on AOK? Just because I want to like watch what? it like through you, but like through me. I I, I never want to like physically sit down and watch it again. But I I just think it'd be really funny to listen to like your commentary on it. We just have to have Sean on here for it one day. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> you don't have to watch it again. I feel like you would remember it enough. Like no, <laughs> I was just dissociating, and then I would look over and just see like Donkey Kong's big round ass cheeks. God, don't you can't talk about it in detail, or I'm gonna act up. Um, <laughs> no, the other night when uh, Mike Myers Movie Club watched it, and I logged on Letterboxd, and my entire feed was just Donkey Kong. I was like, nice. yeah, <laughs> we like, had cool. a uh, we had a monkey movie night hosted yeah. by. Sean and friend of the pod Noah. Um, I love that Sean is not even a friend of the pod. He's just part of the Zillennial Canon cinematic universe because he's been like mentioned in every single episode since the first episode. However, um, they hosted a monkey movie night against all of our wills uh, and showed a pre-show of edited together videos of all the monkeys that they follow on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, the short film by David Lynch, What Would Jack Do? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Donkey Kong, Crystal Coconut. I gotta say, this sounds like my kind of night. I, <laughs> <laughs> I should have told you about it. You're a monkey yeah, man. I am a monkey man. Um, uh, yeah. No, I love I, I love monkeys. Uh, you know, my, my motto here lately has been reject modernity, embrace monkey. Um <laughs> I think Kira's like biting her lips right now. It's just like one did not curse me out. She wants to say so many mean things. I don't like monkeys. Why do you not like monkeys? What They're monkeys too close do? to humans. They're creepy. It's just very it's it's weird. It's uncanny. They don't hurt they don't hurt no. anybody. They're just I don't like when people put them in like clothes. I don't like that they know how to like open combination locks. Like they they could kill us. 
Yeah, good. I'm glad. They're better than us. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we need to walk backwards a little bit. Maybe what we need is just to open bananas with our feet, eat them, <laughs> shit our pants, and call it a day, all right? Like me. <laughs> what a way to start an episode. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say was, I think we need to take a trip back to 2006 and open some much-needed smooth brain cinema with yeah. that of Tokyo first off, First off, congratulations mm-hmm. to me for finally watching this. Yes. you're. Uh, I think I can appoint you a, as a newfound fast head. You are. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. It just you're, takes me you're forever to watch things. Um, yeah, I'm in the family, um, mm-hmm. officially. You're gonna be invited to the barbecue with the yeah. Dom and the crew. That's a dream, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could, like, be anywhere right now, it'd be me and my best friend Adam in Dom's backyard at a barbecue. That's the first <laughs> thing I'm doing when I'm getting a vaccine. <laughs> gonna go to There's Dom's barbecue. Right there. There's a tweet right there. I just you got, the, you got the last fast tweet live on pod. I get this one. Yeah, you got this one. You can okay. go tweet it right now. Um, right. Although I will say this is my third fast tweet this week. I might that's have to okay. Everyone, ex- that's why they follow you. That's also true. Um, <laughs> so, friend, of, f- friend and fan of the pod, Abby. Thanks for the TikTok DMs. Um, told me that she wants to watch the fast movies because of you. So. Abby, we have shared a lot of TikToks this past month, I think. And not only do you have my heart, but you have my admiration for wanting to dive into the fast lore. Uh, (laughs) Unlike the Star Wars canon, or the Star Wars fandom that gatekeeps, the fast family is inclusive and invites everybody in. So, uh, (laughs) welcome to La Familia, uh, I think. Uh, anyway, the second it, no seriously though is it. isn't the fast fandom like the only fandom that doesn't gatekeep? Like everyone's just invited. To I this don't one. think I've ever met anyone else that's in the fast fandom other than you. <laughs> exactly the the fandom in question, Adam. <laughs> the fandom question. Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> just Adam. <laughs> Adam, Mark Sinclair, and then just like another dot, but with, like no one on it. Um. <laughs> Uh, um, okay. Anyway, so, the second yeah. thing I was gonna say was I can't believe this movie came out in 2006. If there ever was like a more 2002 movie, it's this one. Um, yes, this movie. Well, I would say this is very 2000. Maybe 2004. I don't know. This one feels very 2006 to me because it goes into the territory of shying away from what started a franchise and you're trying to keep it going with actors who have and characters who have nothing to do with the previous installments um which i think is kind of cool i like when um i like when franchises and stuff kind of like branch off and aren't so like linear or like we'll explore different like styles and like narratives yes Um, that's what i like about the fast franchise yeah, like, when Sean and I were watching it, I guess we're just gonna jump right into the movie. When we were watching it, we weren't, like, wild about it, but then, like, we were even just saying today, because we watched this, like, almost a week ago, like, yeah, that was, like, really good. It was pretty good. Like, um, 
I don't know. It's just like fun and it's like different and we're excited to like continue with it. So you have no childhood memories with this movie because you just saw it for the first time. <laughs> no, I don't have any childhood memories with this movie, Adam. <laughs> All right. Well, I do have childhood memories with this movie. I know you do. Um, Wait, another one thing I'm going to say is, do you remember the, is it the Need for Speed movies? There's one Need for Speed movie. with. No, uh, what was the one with like Angelina Jolie? Tomb Raider? <laughs> the car one. Is there she a was... car movie with Angelina Jolie? She... I'm looking it up. Okay, say your... Say your... No, I want to hear that, because I don't think there's a car movie with Angelina Jolie. Are you thinking Wanted? No. Those are the only action oh, movies I can think Oh, Gone in 60 Seconds? That is not Angelina Jolie. Yes, it is. It's Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, um, Giovanni Ribisi, friend of back-to-back Giovanni Ribisi. Um, Yeah, I used to think that that was a Fast and Furious movie. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that's one movie. That's that's not movies. (laughs) That's one movie. Um, There's no lore there. No. Um, Okay, so in Tokyo... Okay, yeah, so my, my memories with Tokyo Drift... I remember seeing this opening night. It was the first Fast movie I saw in theaters. And I remember it being so sold out that people were sitting on the staircases, which is definitely a fire hazard. But uh, yeah, literally every seat was taken and then some. And I have like, to this day, like I've had like more vocal audiences with like the fucking Marvel and Star Wars movies. But like... Mm -hmm. I've never quite seen an audience like that in my life because it was like we were all there for one thing and one thing only, and it was to see a fun and it was fast Han. movie. Well, yes, that too. That's the only um, reason why I'm here in general. We'll get into him though. I'm. I was gonna tell you my my only like mental note about this episode, not so much the movie, was that I don't really care if you like or dislike the movie, but as long as it like had its effect on you, the effect in question being you being in love with Han post okay. okay. then yeah, it succeeded. Okay. Finally. A man that you won't judge me for finding hot. No, Han's hot. No, dude, Han's like my favorite. Is this the first time we've ever agreed on anything on this podcast? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, other than like Woody Allen dying and uh, a few other bullshit <laughs> things. Yeah, Han, No, hot. but like, like on like a positive thing. The I only... mean, like, Woody Allen dying is a positive thing, but I mean, like... Oh, um... Probably? I mean, like, I, he's almost he's almost to the level of, like, Keanu for me, where he I almost love him so much that I don't find him attractive, because I just yeah. want to hug him. I can't but I won't judge you. In the future. Yes, he, uh, he makes a lot of appearances. I like that he's always just chewing on things. I think that that's a really good, uh, acting thing when an actor is just chewing on something all the time. And you find out why he does it in one of the later movies, like... Wait, really? Yes, there's, like, there's actual backstory, there's, like, lore as to why he can't, like, stand, like, sit still and stuff, like, it's really cool. Um... I mean, same king. yeah. We love that our just reminded me. I have a Sonic Mint. <laughs> I was gonna have it before the pod. 
Wow, wow queens go off. She's like <laughs> digging in her pockets live on fire. Because, <laughs> oh, I found it. Okay. She's pulling out a fucking this? mint from her pocket live on pod. ASMR. She's going to open it for the mic. ASMR, a peppermint yeah. from Sonic. Chewing on it as Ezra. Han, Han would be proud right now. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like there was another actor that, like, I like a lot, but, like, he's always chewing on something. I don't remember. That's just, like, like when they're, like, a guy is, like, like hot. Like, a, like an underrated hot guy. They're, like, oh, he's got to chew. I think um, he's got to chew. Um, <laughs> no, Han is an underrated hot guy. And I feel like he's, like, the low-key MVP of this entire franchise. Cause, like, well, this movie, I haven't seen the rest of it, but... Yeah, but you'll feel even stronger as you go yeah, on. Probably. It's like, I would say by like six, it's like, yeah, he's my favorite. Like, I love him I more. Like, like I, I would die for this man. Yeah, I feel like I don't really find anybody in these movies like attractive. Mm-hmm. I just feel very well. They're all like beefy all ass men. Like, yeah. they're all like, yeah. But like Han's like really unattainable. Like, you could walk on the street with Han and like it would be okay, right? I think Not also, that, like, like, the fact that, like, I feel like the concept of, like, masculinity and, like, sexuality in these movies were just, like, I'm gonna drive my car fast and then, like, I'll have your bitch. And, like, Han is just, like, I like to drive and <laughs> Wait, wait, back the fuck up. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, Adam. I don't remember what I just said. <laughs> the concept of sexuality in these movies is I'm gonna car- drive this car fast and what, steal your bitch? Is that what you said? Yeah. They literally were, like, that. trading women based on... Which, like, I'm not gonna, like, dissect this movie or be offended by this movie because literally, like, fucking Fast and Furious, but, mm-hmm. like, if you... I don't know. I'm not gonna, like, be like mean but it's like you're gonna get offended by Papa Various like um I think it's like yeah it's like hard to find like I don't know like <laughs> it's funny because it's like thinking of like people who are like actually car people mm-hmm. it's like you would like I mean not like make fun of them but it's like okay like in real life mm-hmm. but and, like, I feel like there's such a weird thing of, like, oh, he has such a nice car. Like, like that's, like, a weird, like, status symbol and, like, like attraction thing. And it's, like, I don't even know. What I'm trying to say is that, like, I feel like, like, Han, like, is not as aggressive like that. His entire, like, thing with this franchise is that, like, he's not... Um, he's not into cars as much as, like, as, like, Brian and Dom are, like, they're, like, yeah, this is the V8 59100852.0, and then Han is, like, I'm really good at driving cars. He's, like, I Mm -hmm. I don't care what car I have. I'm good at it. (laughs) And, like, it's actually really... I wish you could teach me how to drive. Honestly, it's really... be a good driving instructor. Well, I love that honestly okay the scene that always like the line that gives me chills every time he says it is like when he goes to like fuck with sean in this movie and he's like uh he's like you he's like you're gonna go give me money he's like 
Mm-hmm. And he says something like, you're acting like you have a choice. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. he's so fucking cool. He is so effortlessly, he has a James oh, well, Dean he's quality. chewing on something. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I love, like, seriously, dude, like, Han, I've loved him since I saw this movie in theaters. Because, like, this is his first appearance canonically. But, mm-hmm. um, um, but Tokyo Drift, I'm sure you know this, but it takes place after Fast 6, but before furious seven that's so weird yes um so yes the uh yeah so like they had a reason to like bring him back and honestly that's the re he is the reason why the timeline is so fucked up it's because they wanted more han post tokyo yeah 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 um that's like he's the entire reason why everyone makes fun of the canon of this series is because everyone wants han i mean i'm glad that it happened though yeah, me too. I would not change it for the world. Um, yeah, so I... Uh, okay, yeah, so my memories, yeah, I saw it open that night in theaters, and not to jump ahead, but the ending where Mr. Sinclair pops up in his uh, fucking... his Camaro, I think. Yeah, and it's yeah. Just vi- and as soon as you hear... It's so fucking funny. As soon as you hear the speakers like blasting, you're like, oh, I know who that is. It's no, like, honestly, even when Bow Wow says, like, he said Han was family, you're like, oh, I, mm, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. fucking go. Like, did you know when he said family, that's who it was? Um, he, like, I knew that it was, like, coming, like, at the end, because for some reason we were, like, looking at the IMDb page, like, while we were watching it. And it was, like, uncredited cameo, Vin Diesel. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I like I knew that, that was coming like at some point that he'd just be like in a crowd. But um it was so funny because like the way that it was shot was like because Tokyo Drift is like so stylistically different from the first two, it's like um which like I think is really cool. But then when they show Vin Diesel, they like kept like the lighting and style for like one shot of like Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it looks like he's just, like, edited in. <laughs> like, I'm not convinced that he wasn't. Um, yeah, it was definitely, like, CGI. Like, either that or, like, like they filmed him Mark, on Mark one Sinclair, day. Just sit yeah. here and we'll take a picture of you. <laughs> well, they either, like, filmed him one day and they had the, other, the kid come in the other day, or, like... I mean, or maybe that's just the 2006 cinematography fucking with us. Yeah, or they're, like, trying to tell you, like... Because, uh, like, the beginning of Tokyo Drift, like, it took place, obviously, in America, and, like, the lighting and style was similar to the mm-hmm. other ones, and I think it's cool to, like, show a difference in location that they changed, like, the style of it. But I think, like, in the end, they were just like, see, it's gonna come back to that, like kind of yeah um well i the thing you brought up about like each movie having a kind of different stylistic tone um i would say that's the really thing like that's the big thing i like about this movie um is Mm -hmm. that like director justin lynn he was brought in um he did like a really cool sundance movie where han he brought it like the sundance movie that he directed han was a character in that movie yeah like, i was reading about that and i want to yeah. watch it have you watched it no i it's in my watch list i'm i'll probably watch it before fast nine i'm surprised um, 
Honestly, um, it's such a fast set. I'm so surprised yeah. that you haven't. Yeah, no, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna keep up. I'm gonna like watch it before Fast Nine, so I'm prepared for my Han continuity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So the uh, beginning of the film, Adam, you really like buried the lead on this one. That this entire movie, first of all, is a coming of age movie. Yes. Second of all, this is my Ladybird. The thing that you most buried the lead on is that this entire movie is just a crossover between like. Lost in Translation and Cars 2006. Yes. Um, this movie is literally <laughs> Cars 2000. And it came out like a week after Cars as well. Like, like, which is so funny. When he was like practicing driving in yep. the, um, like, in the mountain or whatever. And he was like skidding out. Literally Radiator like, Springs. No, I was like sitting there with Sean. And I was like, oh, he has to cut the wheel the other way. And like, I don't know how to drive. So Sean was like what and i'm like i learned that from cars from doc hudson that you have to cut the wheel the other way to drift around a corner i learned that from <laughs> doc hudson <laughs> i then, like, take my driving test and then like start like skidding out and cut the wheel the other way and i'll be I like act- i learned that from doc hudson <laughs> i i actually watched this last year with my uh my little god sister and we were quoting cars during that scene the montage scene <laughs> and then she was like just because she has a she has a really good Owen Wilson voice, mm-hmm. and she was like going like turn right to go left. Wow, <laughs> thank you. More like no, thank you. Like, <laughs> and I was like fucking dying because this really does have the same plot. Like, white guy comes to abandoned town, kind yeah. of, and like has to learn how to do cool car thing to like to save the day. Not I, even I get out. Know. Yeah, not even to like get out, but like. Honestly, uh, like, also, earn respect to stay. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, um... And I, I only said Lost in Translation not because of, like, it taking place in Tokyo, but, like, literally the shots of him, like, arriving in Tokyo were legit the shots of Scarlett Johansson when she was arriving in Tokyo in Lost in Translation. And, um, also, like, I, I thought it was, like, kind of cool the idea of, um... Um, probably a lot less uh, questionable than how Japan is portrayed in Lost in Translation, but I like how the found family in this was kind of like people who maybe like didn't fit in or didn't really know what their like culture necessarily was or like yeah. like stuff like that. I thought that was really cool and effective. Even like. Because I feel like one of the things about the Fast movies that I I don't necessarily agree with, but I've seen, like, a complaint about is, like, the side characters can be kind of annoying. Like, everyone mm. kind of says, like, uh, like in Too Fast, like, they're the side, like, even Mendez and Tyrese aren't, like, great. But, like, I mean, I disagree with that, but... I don't think so. That's weird. But, Literally, but, Too Fast is, like, a buddy cop movie. Like... You no, know, I, I, I was uh, just on great. my my friends pod for that and i i love it still um but um but no i i love all the side characters and like i even just han but like i think even like bow wow is like a really good like side Mm -hmm. character you like his whole car i do dude i love his whole car uh um and also like one thing i want to bring up because since we're like on the subject of kind of like stylistic like Mm -hmm. difference between the first two movies yeah um I know that you were you were like a big fan of like the cheesy CGI races in the first two movies, um, and I am too, like to an extent. But yeah. 
I there's something about the way Justin Lin films these, uh, and how practical they feel. Yeah, um, no, I really I, love it. I love practical effects so much. Like I yeah. loved the CGI and the first two, like specifically when they like hit the nos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I just like use like hitting the nos like in my like normal conversation now. Yeah. Like yeah, no, I love. I've it. been having like really good luck lately, and. I found the Mardi Gras baby in the king cake that I ate for Mardi Gras this year. And I was like, wow, the king cake baby really just hit the NOS on my life this week. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I like that, like CGI, because it's just like funny and fun. But yeah. I, I do love when the races and stuff are practical. And I feel like there wasn't really any like over the top, like... I don't know. Well, that's why I like this movie. Like, it, I mean, yeah. don't me, like, it's really cheesy at points. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But, like, all the races are, like, deathly serious. And I love that. Like, yeah. it makes, and there's, like, a, there's a part of it, like, Justin Lin compared this. He's like, I want to make, like, a Western in Tokyo. Um, and even Han, like, that entire scene where uh, Sean and Han are on top of the roof. And Han even says, like, uh, like, you know, in the old cowboy movies, like, when they, made it run for the border he's like well this is my mexico like mm-hmm. he like he really wanted to like have like a western feel in a foreign setting to like what the fast franchise was accustomed to at the time and honestly i think that's really fucking cool and the fact that they gave like this multi-million dollar franchise to like uh justin lynn who has never directed like a big budget movie before mm-hmm. i think it's i mean i know that's like the norm now with like marvel doing it with sundance movies but like I mean, I feel like it's to, like, a different degree, though, because, like, Marvel is not as, which we discussed this on a pod that's coming out soon, like, I feel like no matter what director Marvel kind of picks, even if they're, like, quote-unquote, like, a smaller director, um, they don't really direct, like, I feel like a director kind of has to, like almost, like, prove themselves to be able to, like, actually direct a Marvel movie. Well, um, but, I don't I know. think with this, with Justin Lin and Fast, because he did um, Tokyo Drift um, 4, 5, and 6. He took oh, a break okay. with 7, 8, and Hobbs and Shaw, but he's coming back for Fast 7, 9. 7, 8, and Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> 7, like... 8, Hobbs and Shaw. No, um, there's yeah, such, like, right. a flow to that, like, 7, 8, and Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, he like, one of direct... those t-shirts where it's, like, the N symbol, like, the ampersand, where it's, like, yeah. 7N, 8N, Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. That, yeah. I'm gonna get that printed. Yeah. Um, but he's coming back, or he came back for Fast 9, which I'm very excited about. So, like, that is the difference to, to like, what you're saying. It's, like, I would argue that, like, yes, while they all largely have a similar feeling, because they're all Fast movies, obviously... Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, every Justin Lin-directed Fast movie feels distinct from the other ones. Like, because, like, when you, um, or, like, when Justin Lin, like, stopped after six, I mean, I know you have no, I'm just talking to the listeners right now, purely, that uh, <laughs> I've seen it. Um, six feels like a Justin Lin movie, and it, that was, like, the height of his craziness, because, like, that movie is absolutely bananas. And then he handed the reins to James Wan, who's also a fucking amazing director. And uh, 
he made like a very gritty revenge movie with Spurious <laughs> Seven. No, I'm not even kidding. Like it's really a fucking cool movie. Um, and but like you can tell like the difference in tones and styles between each one, even though they are still stupid car movies. That's one thing that I genuinely, all memes aside, appreciate about this franchise. I, I kind of compare it to the Mission Impossible franchise, where like they always keep it fresh. They make each one feel. I mean, yes, they're all stupid and cheesy and absurd, <laughs> but yeah, they always find a way to raise the scale and make it feel different. And I appreciate that. I genuinely respect it. And you can tell that's what they were starting to do with Tokyo Drift. I feel like Tokyo Drift was the one that started that chain of making each entry feel unique. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I almost wish that, like, because even though, like, Hobbs and Shaw, I guess, would you say that that's, like, a spinoff kind of movie? Yeah, I mean, you know, same continuity, but, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, that's... I guess because it's not really, like, a cinematic universe, um, that that kind of makes it, like... Like, the fact that there's some kind of, like, straight through line. Mm -hmm. Like not to bring it back to Marvel every single second of every episode, but, like, <laughs> I guess the fact that there's, like, the solo movies of Marvel, and then there's, like, them all together, and it's, like, they're trying out different styles with every single side character, and then bringing them all together, like, mm. I feel like it just works better when it's just one, like, narrative through line. I'm assuming I've only seen three Fast and Furious movies. Well, I... It's it's honestly a weird because I feel like some people would disagree with me when I say like there's different styles because like I'm sure someone listening right now is gonna make the argument like well no they all feel the same and I the things I can't like necessarily argue with them because yeah they're all fast movies <laughs> and I and again I know that largely this is all because I've seen them all way too many times than any one human being should that I appreciate the, like the little nuances that each director mm -hmm. has for the franchise but. No, I, I totally believe that, and I agree with you. Um, and I'm really excited for you to continually go down the rabbit hole of it, because I think, I, I honestly think you'll appreciate it if you've gone this far and you're like, yeah, I still like these stupid movies. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah, we're, we bought the box set. We're in it. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious how you feel. If, if you like the next one, then I have a hard time believing that you won't enjoy every single one of them because the i would say the fourth one is probably my least favorite no mm -hmm. well eh, i don't know but like it's not great but fast fucking five dude <laughs> oh boy uh but no tokyo drift I, I i just i have such it's not my favorite but it's the one that i respect the most if that makes sense like i i really love that they were able to keep the franchise going this way and Honestly, I it's kind of one that you can show to anybody, like regardless of if they know the franchise or not. Like you can just walk into this franchise with this movie, and yeah. um, it's almost less like the Mission Impossible effect. Because I know Tom Cruise's big policy with each entry into the franchise is like, I want people to walk into a mission movie without like you can have seen all seven other movies, or you can just walk into this one. Yeah, he, I don't even know like. 
what Mission Impossible movies I've seen and what I haven't. Like, I've definitely seen most of them, um, but I hadn't seen them, like, in a while, like, when I saw Fallout. So, like, I barely had, like, any context for it. It was still, like, the best movie-going experience I've ever had in my life. Well, that's the thing, um, because, like, they keep Ethan Hunt's, like, his personality traits are there, but they're so broad that, like, when there is Mm -hmm. character development, it's so significant that... It's not something you have to gravely remember or like you have to be like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened. Like it's such always a big event that it's kind of hard to forget it or they make or they will fill you in. They're not afraid to fill you in mid movie. Like in the last one, when they brought back the wife from like 2006, it's like, oh, shit, I forgot. But like they explain it perfectly, like in two minutes, like what happened. And you're emotionally hooked either way, whether or not you've seen Mission Possible 3 or not, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't really, like, feel like they're just, like, throwing exposition at you. Like, they make it almost, like, part of the plot really well. Yeah, I... That's... Maybe it was just, like, an honorary Fallout episode. Just fucking talk about that movie. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> just be like, we like it, so it is Lenial <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> Any movie we Perhaps. like is Lenial Cannon. <laughs> Any movie, yeah, let's change the rules. Any movie that we like in the whole world is Lenial Cannon. See you guys on the John Dielman episode. <laughs> Honestly, we should do, uh, We've name-dropped no, John Dielman no, so many times. We're not doing a John Dielman episode. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let the Patreon subscribers uh, decide that. Sweaty. Um, They're all going to say yes. Exactly. You're not in power here, Sweaty. They are. The people. I know they are. That's why I relate to Jean Dion. (laughs) Uh, Patreon subscribers, if you're in line to vote for Jean Dion, stay in line. If you're in line right now, (laughs) Kira cannot turn you away. (laughs) Oh, I can't believe... I can't believe Jean Dion's gonna beat both Godzilla and Kong. I can't believe we're talking about Jean Dielman on a Tokyo Drift podcast. What a I fucking can. This is what a canon. <laughs> That's the vibe, baby. Um, so um, I mean, so did, I didn't realize this was a high school film. <laughs> I love the like first twenty minutes of this movie or whatever. I like, laughed a lot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, me too. That's why I love it. Yeah, I was thinking like it's just really funny how in the two thousands like. Um, like attraction and stuff which I said this before kind of sort of but like sh- just like shiny legs is considered like sexy <laughs> yeah uh, at Megan Fox and Transformers 2007 <laughs> just yeah. like shiny legs <laughs> okay honestly like that scene I'm assuming you're talking about the blonde girl yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean yeah <laughs> And also hot mom who talked to cop to get son out of speeding ticket or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, okay, honestly, my favorite part of this entire movie is, like, one piece of ADR dialogue that you can mm-hmm. barely hear. But it's when uh, he's talking to the girl. And then the, mm-hmm. her shitty boyfriend, like, walks. He's like, you, t- you talking to my fucking girl, bro? And then, like, he's like, nah, she's just admiring my ride. And then you can hear one of the dumbass's friends saying, my rod like in the background <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> like they just overly roast him in silence in the <laughs> fucking kills me every time um my rod yeah so his man, accent in this movie is insane yeah this man just 
fucking destroys his car to like that's another thing too is like I feel like most of the time not most of the time but like sometimes during these movies and I think that's because they're so effective like whenever I'm watching like an action movie that's like not necessarily great and I think about like like a city being destroyed or something I'm always like I'm not really like oh like this must have cost like imagine like the monetary like like damage that this is doing Mm -hmm. but like I don't think that during those movies because I'm like I don't care about the stakes of this like whatever um but I feel like especially during Fast and Furious movies I'm like damn they really just spent like a hundred thousand dollars on this car and then just like fucking destroyed it just to prove that they are big and strong (laughs) um yeah like and that legitimately not like bothers me but i'm like oh my god and i feel like that it's almost more effective like because the movie's really good at portraying like like class differences um when he's in the police station and he has, like, a shitty, like, court-appointed lawyer. And then, like, he sees, like, the rich kids that got hurt, like, immediately, like, just getting out, like, without yeah. any repercussions. And, like, uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend's parents are, like, friends with each other. So, like, you know that they probably, like, said it. Like, it's, like, a whole yeah ass thing. Like, yeah, just with, and like, it's, like, no really dialogue. subtle in how it, like, yeah. shows up. Yeah, huh. um... And also, like, of course, like, the, the divorced parents and, mm-hmm. like, you know, that entire thing. And honestly, like, I like the um, the opening, like, race of this movie I really love. Because up until this point, of course, like, we already mentioned it, but, like, all the races in the first two movies are completely CGI. There's no mm-hmm. practical, actual races. The, like, when he's actually fucking demolishing an unfinished house yeah. and it's just, like, driving through it. I love that shit. Like, it's so cool. Like, it's, uh, like, with the, the like, the early 2000s music just blasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, yeah, my Sean favorite... Was like, Sean was like, is this BC Boys? I can't tell. Is this BC Boys? It's definitely BC Boys sound like. And then he, like, shazammed it, and it was, like, kid rock. You know, it's not good music, but it's, like, <laughs> appealing. He was like, uh, I, he was like, this is definitely, like, a sound alike of BC Boys. It was kid rock. <laughs> it's kid rock. Um, I love also. I love that uh, that little moment. It's like when the jock is losing, and then the girl's like, "I thought you loved me." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So stupid. Um, They're literally racing for her heart. Um, The heart in question, her shiny legs. (laughs) Honestly, same. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it, it also like not to like overanalyze this movie, but like. I feel like that has something to do with, like, the class analysis, like, them, like, fucking demolishing, like, a suburb that's, like, it looks, like, abandoned. Like, I feel like it's, like, a construction site, but it literally just looks, like, abandoned, like, skeletons of houses, and they're just, like, demolishing it. Yeah. Um, No, yeah, and I mean, uh, I like how his entire character trait, too, is, like, I've been... Like I'm like I jump around from state to state, from school to mm-hmm. school. Uh, yeah, that's like he's always he's always on the last straw. Like yeah, that's millennial canon is being like, so, oh, I gotta move to a new school. Honestly, I didn't realize how 
Zillennial canon this was until you started bringing it up about like it's coming of age movie like there's so many Zillennial tropes like even more than any other Fast movie this one has mm-hmm. the most I would say because it combines the classic Zillennial tropes with the already fast action tropes on top yeah. of that so it's like a blender of like so many different Zillennial canons on one yeah um, I just more thought than I realized was, I, I just thought it was really fucking funny that um like it's just like japan (laughs) yeah like it's not like oh you're going to like live with your father in the countryside where you can't get into trouble and there are no people around it's like if if you can run away from the law not like run away from the law but like if you can like be sent away for like being a bad boy and be sent to, like, the middle of fucking Tokyo. Like, I will commit every human crime there is to go well, live in Tokyo for free. With your dad, who really, he's like, he says he gives a shit, but he really doesn't. Because he's I like... I don't care. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, the dad's like, this is your last chance, bud. Yeah. And he keeps yeah. giving him, like, more chances the entire yeah. movie. Um, do I we even find out what? what his dad is doing in... Do they explain? Like He's, like, in the military or whatever, but it's, like... It's so vague. I think usually when... Which, like, correct me if I'm wrong, if there are any, like, troops listening, but I think when you're, like, stationed somewhere in the military, like, you, like, live, like, on base or, like, around a military base and not, like... In a fucking... In, in the middle of, like, the main shopping district of Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> Yeah, there's a um, Navy base somewhat close to me, like, 10, 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, an entire section of that area, like, side of town where it's all just, like, people, like, army people that reside there. And um, so, yeah, I, I think that is accurate, like, what you're saying. Um, yeah. At least it seems like it. And, yeah, that's why I was kind of confused. I'm like, because he wears, like, military shirts, like, in the house, too. So, like, I wasn't clear if, like, he used to be in the military or if he is currently in the... Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know if he was stationed there. I think and they said the just, Navy. Well, I didn't know if he was, like, stationed there originally but then decided to stay because he liked it or if he... Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't... I It doesn't exactly explain it, which... And then again, I also don't give a fuck. Like, it's fine. Like, I'm glad that we didn't get it explained. I'm glad that we spent more time with Han. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this man, like, straight up... It's like, what's his name? Sean. The, yeah, yeah. Um, Sean literally like walks across like Shibuya Crossing, and then it's just like at his dad's house. Yeah. Like, the largest um crosswalk like in the world, which is like essentially a tourist attraction, and then just like enters his father's apartment. <laughs> Said father, I am home. <laughs> Dad's like, ah, shit, you guys sleep in the closet on the floor. He's like, ah, shit, I I had my broad with me, and I uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I I didn't realize what fucking day it was. Like, that's the little kid. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I thought you were going to be here on on the 15th. It is the 15th. What? What? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Millennial Cannon is just showing up at your, uh, at your. Deadbeat dad's house. Yeah, your deadbeat dad's house, and there's just a sex worker there, and he was like, "Oh, I must have had the wrong day." Said, "Oh shit, buddy! I oh, I didn't realize." Uh, I'm sorry, oh, buddy. Yeah. Now you don't get into any trouble now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's so hypocritical. It's like I, my main thing is like, 
okay, this man's gonna move to Tokyo to get out of trouble. He's made to sleep in a closet in a one-room apartment. Where is he gonna go? Like, what is he supposed to do? He can't speak Japanese. He doesn't have any friends at school. Like, like, he literally can't communicate with people. What is he supposed to do? Like, sit in his closet all day long? (laughs) Like, obviously he's gonna get into something. And if he likes cars, he's gonna car people stick together that's the main that's the main message of these family of these of these families of these these movies it's about the family it's about the found family um family finds a way i have two things to bring up that i was kind of thinking about uh during that entire conversation was uh one when we bring up like it's also kind of stupid that tokyo is the place where people are supposed to not get in trouble because there's an entire scene where Han explains to Sean, uh, like how easy it is to get away with shit in Tokyo, <laughs> like because mm-hmm. he uh, he said like yeah the cop cars aren't fast enough to chase us so if we go like super fast they won't even try so just mm-hmm. go as fast as you can and I'm like well so then like what's the fucking point like you're sending a car kid to a place where they yeah. notoriously don't like catch street racers. Like, did yeah. no one vet this information out before they sent the kid who's in trouble for street racing here? <laughs> like, it's so dumb. Um, yeah, but although, I, like... I think that bit of canon is cool, though. Like, oh, yeah, the cops just, like, won't chase you. Like, they know they can't yeah. do it. Therefore, they won't. So that, that in one line of dialogue immediately asks out the question of, like, well, why aren't there ever cops showing up? Like, yeah. they don't give a fuck. They really yeah. don't care. That's a good way to, like, write, like, Aaron Sorkin's gonna teach a master class of uh, Tokyo Drift and screenwriting. Yeah, um, Aaron Sorkin could never. Justin Lin Honestly. could do Chicago Seven and better, but Aaron Sorkin <laughs> could never do Tokyo Drift. I couldn't even think of an Aaron Sorkin movie. Unfortunately, um, I can. Molly's Game. I don't know. Um. um Oh, my my second point I wanted to say was Lionel Kenny is also having a best friend that you meet after moving to a new school, and he's trying to sell you tech. <laughs> he's he's like, trying to sell you tech. Well, isn't that like Lionel Cannon? Like, oh, he's like, oh, you don't have the latest phone? You don't have the latest laptop? He's like, I'm, I'm going to hook you up, bro. I, and, he's like, and he always says, like, I can give it ha- to you half off. Well, that's like the... Um... What's his name in Max Keeble's big move? He's not, like, a new guy, but, like, there's always, like, the tech kid. Oh, Orlando, uh, what's his face? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's always the tech kid. That's Selenio yeah. Cannon. It's like, That's what I more... Now so we're more. all tech kids. Really makes you think about this society. We, we really do be living in one. Um, yeah, I... I like... Again, that's just, like, another Zillennial, like, uh coming-of-age trope in this movie. It's really kind of cute, honestly. I I think he yeah. was heavily inspired by Slingo Cannon. <laughs> he listened to this podcast. And, uh... Yeah, this is the real tenet, is him listening to it and then going back to direct Tokyo Drift. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I thought that, like, 
um, it was, I don't know. It, it was just like, it, it, it read like, um, not even in like a critical way, but parts of it kind of felt like, um, like fanfic. <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. <laughs> of like, uh, like an anime kid that like didn't fit in at his high school in America. And it's yeah. just like, I'm <laughs> running away to Japan. Is this like Harry Styles Wattpad stuff? Like, yeah. Um, what was yeah. I watching recently? Other than this, that I was like, this is fan fiction. Um, oh, well, I watched Notting Hill recently and I was like, this is literally fan fiction and that's why I love it so much. Have you ever never, seen Notting Hill? Never seen it. I know okay, what it is, but I've never seen it. I love Notting Hill so much. Um, I, and also, Julia Roberts Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, okay. you would yeah. you would die. It's so cute. Um, okay. I'll watch it. And Sean and I were watching the Billie Eilish doc. Uh, Great doc. Yeah, Get into doc plus pod soon. I'm on it talking that. Yeah, movie. looking forward to that. Um, but when she, uh, spoiler alert, meets Justin Bieber and like cries in his arms for like 15 minutes. Great scene. Like whoa. Fantastic. Yeah, we, me, and uh, not to spoil the doc plus pod, but. We talked about that for like a good 20 minutes, like just how great mm-hmm. that scene was. A really, mm-hmm. really great shit. Um, oh, fan fiction. I was like, how do we get from yeah, this? Yeah. To, I was like, <laughs> I was trying to like circle it back, but I yeah. can't remember how we even got here. It's um, like funny too that like this man has never, I mean, not like funny, but like this man has like never engaged in Japanese culture um, in any, in any way. <laughs> Like, his first day of school, like, it's immediately, like, so laughable for him. Because, like, yeah. he doesn't... He doesn't know the shoe policy. He doesn't know what he's eating. He yeah. doesn't know... Um, even the people that he makes friends with are just, like, mean to him about it. And, like... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and honestly... Yeah, it's honestly, like... It's honestly, like, a nightmare for me. Because as somebody who, like, wants to travel and especially wants to go to Japan out of, like, all places, like... I always get so anxious in a situation where I'm not familiar with something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would be so anxious, be, like, so hesitant to do anything mm-hmm. because I'm not, like, familiar with, like, what I should be doing in any scenario. So I felt his pain there, but I was also like, dude, like, you're moving there. Can we also maybe talk about the fact that this is a whole ass 30 year old man playing a high schooler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let's yeah. also bring that up. Like let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, everyone it's... in this movie looks 50 years old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, even Bow Wow looks yeah. 50. Like yeah. he. Everyone um... is old as fuck, literally. Yeah, like, uh, like especially his love interest. Like she's like, I am a high school freshman or something and i'm like yeah you literally pay your rent is due tomorrow like you like you pay taxes honey like you <laughs> ma'am your social security check is coming in the mail tomorrow <laughs> like you like uh, queen you can vote legally like you're <laughs> queen you're literally going legally blind uh 
I mean, but I think he is probably the worst perpetrator. Because, like, honestly, okay, the guy, uh, like, her boyfriend in the movie. Yeah. Um, the one where it's like, why are you kicking with high school girls, bro? It's like, yeah. he actually looks younger than they do, yeah. low-key. Like, and he's the one that you're trying to sell as an older man. I'm like, he has a baby yeah. face. And uh, I don't know. I think that's really funny. Like, this franchise, I guess it's never had to, like, dip into, like, teenage stuff so it's never had that issue but yeah. oh my god when they did it here it i i love this movie but <laughs> they it's the it's the spider-man 2002 thing where that's not a high schooler that none of them are in high school yeah i think um it would have been really funny if this was like kids though like it would have felt like some like bugsy malone ass situation yeah where it's like fucking jacob tremblay in, in tokyo yeah yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, wait, no, I actually <laughs> want to see Drip Tremblay in a fucking fast movie. No. Dom, I gotta hit the Nas! Stop. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Um, can we just agree that, like, everyone in this movie is great, but, like, I don't like the lead. I think he's, like, not good. I mean, I think, I think he could have been anybody. Oh, sorry. I mean, anybody can be anybody. I think. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think okay, Ruby Ruby Cower said that. I think, or uh, um, but no, uh, uh, yeah, no, Sean, he's not like great or anything, but I think it's also hard for me to like talk shit either because I like have come to like his character after years of rewatching this fucking movie mm-hmm. where I'm kind of like, yeah, I like him. I, I like, I like the character. I just don't love his performance. No, it's not a good performance. Like it's no. not, I, um, I would have definitely preferred like, I don't even know. I have no idea. 2006. I don't even know who was around. I mean, it's, it's fine to me. Cause it's like, it's again, a fast movie. So I'm not like expecting like, mm-hmm necessarily great because also you know like paul walker is not a great actor but like but i think the difference is like the screen presence and like the warmth that they give off Mm -hmm. like this guy just kind of feels a little bit like awkward and it's like i think this is like his first thing yeah even if like the rest of the um cast is like not necessarily like maybe they're being like overly like melodramatic and like whatever it's like okay but there's still like a heart to it and there's still like warmth and like this guy just kind of like i don't know his uh jesus christ okay no i was wrong his first movie was in back in 94 he's been around oh, okay. <laughs> yeah he has no excuse, he has zero excuse he's been in fucking movies oh yeah his first movie was in 94 when he was 35 years old <laughs> He was with he was acting alongside fucking Kevin Cosner back in the day. Um, uh, Kevin Cosner, is a millennial dad. Honestly, I was watching Man of Steel again recently, and I've come to the conclusion that Kevin Cosner is top five movie dads of all time. Not just in that movie, but like in general. Yeah, he's he's super, he's Superman's dad in the movie. Um, really, he's a really good movie dad. Not a great movie, but he's really good in that. Um. Yeah, Lucas Black is also in Friday Night Lights. Good movie. Um, here's the X-Files movie, which I have not seen. Uh, so yeah, he's been around. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, it's a very cheesy performance. I've come to like it, but I 
cannot blame you watching it from a 2021 uh, lens and also like not liking it. Like I can't really fault you because you're like probably objectively right. <laughs> but <laughs> all I can say is honestly, it doesn't it doesn't bug me. I've come to appreciate it, and by appreciate it, I mean tolerate it. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what were you gonna say? Sorry. And I was gonna say I'm looking at his. Um, resume now and like after this movie came out his career just like kind of died like he was starring in a movie every year prior to this and then ever since this movie came out he's been in maybe they feel the same way that i do um he's been in seven movies since this one (laughs) and um two of those are fast movies so oh this bitch comes back yeah, um, in Fast 9, the entire Tokyo Drift cast is in it. Okay, that's kind of cool, though. Like, Bow Wow, Sean, Han. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, like, even, like, the most minor characters. Um, like, the guy who, like, the tech guy in this movie. Not even mm-hmm. Bow Wow, but the other. Like, the guy who has, like, no dialogue. Mm-hmm. He's in Fast 9. Like, I'm... That's I'm really just, cool. Well, yeah, because I like Lens do, he wanted a way to get his like his characters that he created back. Yeah, and now he's gonna do it. I can't wait. I liked the little um like family that kind of came together when they were like building Sean's new car, mm-hmm. and like when he was like learning how to drift. Um and like how they all just like sit there and hang out and watch him. I love like. The two fishing guys, like, <laughs> talking shit about him as he's, like, not doing well. <laughs> um, well, okay, going back just a little bit, I think mm-hmm. this the reason why that entire training thing is really effective is mm-hmm. because the first racing scene, it really emphasizes, like, how fucking bad he is at doing Oh, it's like, hilarious. It's yeah. so funny. Um, he's just, like, like, smashing through walls. And the quote-unquote bad guy is actually really cool like and you i don't like i don't root for him but like he's a good bad guy because like he's the kind of guy you want to he's only really a bad guy in the beginning because he's good at driving and he's just like a dick (laughs) for like the first half of the movie (laughs) that's like the only reason why he's the antagonist i mean i love that like scene where like sean just like fucking crashes into a bunch of cars and then Mm -hmm. the guy he's just like waiting on him he's just like he does like thing with his fingers like come on let's go and like he just like has to like let he like he lets him catch up to him and just fucking like lets him fuck himself up like it's so good like this movie is great for a fast movie Uh, it makes me smile so much um but yeah like the entire like training stuff i love Mm -hmm. mostly because han is like my favorite character and you get like a lot of han also i like how uh like one of han's lines is like a there's like no wax on wax off karate kid stuff here he's like you just have to like learn get Mm -hmm. better and then do it he said there's no secret life lesson here yeah which i think is really cool because like a lesser movie would almost like try to like rope in some like hacky like coming of age life lesson yeah it's really like, just no. like you have to practice yeah like like yeah you just have to like get good yeah at it. Um, um yeah i i find it funny how like i mean i don't really think like 
I guess what we were saying before about like Mission Impossible and about this, about how each movie they just keep getting like bigger and bigger and like raising the stakes higher. I think it's funny that like raising the stakes higher in this one is literally just like learning a new like technique. Yes. <laughs> like it's literally just like you have to unlock drifting to continue the narrative of the Fast and Furious no, literally. franchise. Literally, it's like it's a, this you is... have to unlock it. No, this is why when I uh, I tweeted recently, like, Fast and Furious is literally just anime. Like, it literally is. <laughs> like, it's, like, replace superpowers with, like, hitting the Nas or drifting and, like, yeah. Yeah, like, that's really fun. It's, like, literally, it's, like, a video game. Like, each one is, like, a different level of a video game or, like, a different installment in a video game. And it's, like, they can drift now, like, in the next... <laughs> In the next one, like you can, you have the ability to drift, <laughs> and then like Noss is like the star from Mario. You can just like be fucking invincible and like smash through walls. Why do you pronounce it Mario? Because I'm from New York. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Mario. Mario. It's not Mario. It's, it's, it's Mario. Li- let me. Okay, here's the thing, buddy. It's literal, like objectively. Listen, Mario. <laughs> Don't make me fucking bring you a gobble <laughs> you, you, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> no, it's, okay, I'm gonna do it like Tony. You, you motherfucker. <laughs> With the D's, not the T. You motherfucker. How okay, would anyway. Tony Soprano say it? He would say Mario. No, he, yeah, he would say Mario. Yeah, exactly. I'm from well, the Tony tri-state Sop- area. I don't know if you've seen the Sopranos, Kara, but Tony Soprano's not exactly the beacon of what you should aspire to be. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that we're from the same region of America. Tony Soprano be like, Mr. Stilio Girl? Nah, Mr. Stilio Therapist. <laughs> uh, that's that's for any Soprano heads out there. Um, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Melfi? More like Dr. Melfi? No, okay. Um... Anyways, uh, Kira's just like giving me like the she wants to kill me eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, no, I love the whole like you just have to train and be better thing, and mm. like I like that. Honestly, by the end, he doesn't even beat the bad guy mm-hmm. by like being better he just like outsmarts him almost like he just kind of like gets the guy to crash but then again like that's what he did in the first race to sean yeah so it's just it's just like it's really they admit that like drifting and like the world of like uh their racing world is way even dirtier than la's racing game Mm -hmm. because in with dom and his crew it's like it's just like a 10 uh 10 second race like Mm -hmm. you're you're done and done it's just a straight line most of the time Um, but when it comes to drifting in Tokyo, like they, like, it's really intense and it's really dirty and it gets people killed. And I like that about this movie. Um, so I think also like, um, one thing that I noticed is that like the different, um, because did the second one take place in Miami? Am I making that up? Okay. I like that the different settings, like really influence like the nature of the competition and like it literally like I said like it feels like a video game like it's like different like stages and the setting literally affects like 
the action sequences, which, like, is true for any action movie, but, like, literally, like, the whole vibe of the race and the competitiveness and, like, the skills that they need to learn is, like, very attached to the setting yeah. of the movie. No, absolutely. Like, and that's what you said, like, it's a lot like the mission movies in that sense. Yeah. Because, like, um, yeah, like, these movies, like, I know five takes place in uh, in Brazil, six mm-hmm. is in England, and seven is, like, it fucking bounces all over the place, but it's, I know, like, a large part of it takes place in Abu Dhabi. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's so, so cool, like, the way they, like, just jump from, like, scenery to scenery, and... um. I, I love that about it. And like they and they don't take that for granted. Like they know also a large part of it because you know a lot like with Disney when it comes to like market pandering, it's kind of feels iffy because a lot of it's just is for China and like they're mm-hmm. like kind of things with China. like it's like they're it's very notorious like they have pox in China and they'll like literally like cut out like 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 yeah. woman on woman, man on man like love interest things to appeal to like Chinese governments, which is very yeah. Because uh, that's, like, like, a huge market is, like, yeah. a lot of money, especially for, like, action movies and, uh, like, sci-fi and stuff comes from uh, China, I think, because it's just such a large population. But I think you could actually, like, make a genuine case for the Fast and Furious franchise of how to do, I don't want to say pandering, but how you can cater to international markets, but in a positive light, because yeah. every time a... um. I mean, granted, I'm not uh, Japanese, so I can't talk about how well this movie portrayed Japan or anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like there's really a moment where they appropriate anything. It all feels... I mean, it's also, like, Justin Lin directed it. So I think he has, like, a... He, he's also... He, he is the guy behind the lens. He's, like, he is the guy directing the white boy, like, yeah. doing these things. It's um, also... It's interesting, like, being familiar with, like, certain Japanese, like, subcultures, like... I yeah. think it was Courtney commenting that they wanted to hear my thoughts on the outfits in this movie. Yes. It's really, really, really interesting how it's not like, like, I don't know, like, it's hard to describe. Like, it is fashion that was, like, popular, obviously, at the time. But, like, Japanese fashion is so interesting because there are very specific subcultures of it and, like, groups of it. I don't think there was and it was cool because i was like having a conversation about it with sean like the week before like about how like different communities will form around like different like fashion subcultures and there there's one subculture i don't remember exactly the name of it but it's very influenced by like american culture like it's almost like a parody of like american culture um where they get you you probably would know it when you see it in the movie but they get like super like spray tanned and they they leave like um like almost like tan lines around their eyes like sunglasses and they get like like long nails and like what's the name of it hold on let me look and i think that's really interesting that like i feel like that was one of the most prominent types of japanese fashion that like like a few girls and like the main, like, antagonists, like, little gang, like, had that fashion. Um, yeah. Um, uh, if I'm being honest, the only kind of fashion that I... And it's just me being a man, I fully admit. But uh, that I... Or, like, that I saw in this movie was... Um, 
that because like every girl in this movie is just wearing like school girl uniforms mm-hmm. or like whatever. Oh, it's um, called um, it's called Giaru. I'm definitely okay. pronouncing that wrong. Um, it is like basically like heavily bleached dyed hair highly decorated nails dramatic makeup it's like cut off shorts um like hold on well, like the you. girl who like um counts down the race is like literally like wearing a cowboy hat yeah it's like similar like pink cowboy hat uh pink short skirt like yeah uh like rolled up like blouse like it's like it's very like it, it definitely feels i mean if that's what you're talking about like it definitely feels like it's mocking the american culture which is interesting yeah. like this is a more circles... this is a more modern i don't know if you could see that this is a more modern yeah. like gyaru fashion yeah kira's showing it to me right now yeah that's what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. seeing stuff like that in the movie um and it's honestly interesting that like you can have that in this movie because the franchise is already unironically had that stuff like in American culture from the first two movies and mm-hmm. this movie is kind of almost parodying that to an extent yeah uh, or you that you have fashion that's parodying it right like it's almost like yeah. some of it looks kind of like Christina Aguilera right. um, like in the 2000s um yeah no yeah I, I think that's, that's really interesting. interesting yeah um yeah and I honestly I mean I don't mean to keep like roping it back to like the stylistic uh, conversation or like the Justin Lin of it all but like I think a lot of that had to do with like his kind of touch behind the camera like he's just genuinely a really good director he also directed uh, after um, he was done with Fast 6 they kind of like any studio wanted to like have him over because they were like listen you did like amazing like he is single handedly the reason why the Fast franchise is alive today is because he put all of his care into it and he made it like a viable franchise Mm-hmm. And so studios were like, what do you want to direct? And he's like, I want to make a Star Trek movie. Like, that was his pick. And he directed yeah. the third. Uh, like, he took over from J.J. Abrams and made the third one. And honestly, that was the best one of the three. It's a fucking awesome movie. Um, he just really knows how to direct movies. And I would I'd love to see him, like, do, like, a drama or something. Or, like, a, just something non-action-y. But also, if that's his wheelhouse, go off, King. Because, like, he's amazing at it. <laughs> um uh it's like um i'm like looking for like more outfits from tokyo drift and it's like weirdly hard to find outfits from tokyo drift because like the classic uh second one outfits of like devon aoki and her girls well i remember that stuff um well i was gonna ask you um because when you were watching this, did you know that Han, quote unquote, dies in the movie? Um, I just assumed that it would be like how in Marvel when they just kind of like claw their way out from like the wreckage and then come back in the second one. Right. <laughs> I just assumed that he wasn't dead. Right. Yeah. I mean, he. Well, that's the interesting thing though, because like this takes place after. Um, Fast Six, mm-hmm. and then they—I don't want to spoil it too much—but like they kind of play with like, oh yeah, Han died, mm-hmm. like for a bit, and they're like, that's sad. He's gone. <laughs> but Damn. if you've but if you've seen the Fast Nine trailer, you know he's back, and like no one knows how the fuck he's back because yeah. like they should his... have like made that a surprise. 
They really should have. Like they they honestly should just like edit a bunch of different trailers in which like they just have the entire movie. Like you just have to cut together like Well, I I honestly thought it was they could have probably kept it a secret because up until that trailer Mm-hmm. There were no reports that he was coming back. Like, no one knew. And mm-hmm. now it seems like, now that he's in the movie, um, he seems like he has a very prominent role in it. So it's like... Yeah, I mean... Damn, I really... So it's on. Well, like, I don't know how you, like, have him in the movie and he's not, like, super... Because, like, you, if you bring him back, you kind of have to fucking take time to explain, like, okay, how is he alive? Like, yeah. we saw him, like, blow up like last time like canonically like he died he died (laughs) but honestly i would i'm really happy that he's coming back because you know the franchise without paul walker i don't want to say and also you don't have the rock in this one either so it's Mm -hmm. like you kind of need another crew member to kind of make up for the space and i think han kind of need a hot man i he is the hot man of the uh of the franchise like genuinely Um, yeah, I just, I, I cannot wait to see what they do with Han in nine. And also, cause it's, that's also Justin Lin's character. So to see him return behind the camera yeah. and see Han come back and see the Tokyo Drift characters come back. Yeah. Like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man. Like I, I know it's all cheesy, cheesy shit, but it makes me happy. And I'm. I, I'm really glad that like franchises like this and Mission Impossible are still around and still kicking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honestly, I feel like the like Marvel aside, of course, like these are the franchises that are gonna like save movie theaters. Yeah, I think. because I feel that way too about like John Wick. Yeah, John Wick as like, well. Absolutely. I literally like John Wick is like one franchise because I like got into it obviously like pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the third one came out, but um, were you able to see that movie in theaters? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw. That movie had like I saw it twice. Sound design in theaters. That was a yeah. great experience. Um, yeah, I saw it twice in theaters, but that's one franchise where I'm like, I could literally watch like ten movies of this. Well, like, that's another thing where it's like we, when we're talking about like the whole location thing. Like that movie is in New York the entire like franchise, but yeah. They changed because, like, they they know that lo- like New York is such a giant ass place. Mm-hmm. So they know if you just change boroughs, it's like a different yeah, location. Exactly, movie, which I love. They filmed the interiors. I think I told you they filmed the interiors yeah. of the hotel, like in like an old bank down the road from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't know that that's what they were filming. And I just like walked past it one day and or like night or something. And I was just like looking at the signs, like the permits of like like there are cameras here like (laughs) um and it was like it was john wick like under like a fake name of like a production company or something but like i looked it up and it's really funny one like when they're filming these movies and like pictures because it's like all in public and it's all practical and there's just like pictures of keanu reeves just on a fucking horse on a bridge honestly Um, that was like (laughs) anything i yeah and two it's really cool watching it and seeing how like geographically accurate it is and it's really it's really funny but yeah that's like 
like franchises like that I feel like are just like I don't know really cool and uh, like I said I think I said this on the other episode that's coming out soon but uh, I was listening to the Queer Quadrants episode of Atomic Blonde and I didn't like that movie when it first came out I couldn't even tell you why because it's like everything about it sounds like something that I would be obsessed with like yeah I <laughs> I mean I I didn't like love that movie I, I gotta listen to their episode on it but I um yeah I, I liked it though I didn't like I didn't love it but like there are parts yeah. of it that I was like this is great and then there was other shit in there that I was like this is boring but I don't know the why good I was shit just, like scrolling outweighed. through their feed and then was just like I guess I'll just like listen to this while I'm doing some work and I just like clicked on the Atomic Blonde episode I was like, you know, maybe I was a little bit harsh on it because I was thinking about it. I'm like, I literally love new wave music. I think that's like the most interesting setting for a movie, especially an action movie. Mm-hmm. I love bleaching my hair. <laughs> but it was also like, it was like before I saw John Wick. So maybe I just like didn't have the patience. Mm-hmm. Um but if there was like a cinematic universe of like movies like that like I'm really excited for the Bob Odenkirk one that's coming out soon. Yes, 1000% I am. Um I have not been to the theater since Freaky, I believe. That was the last movie I saw mm-hmm. in theaters. Um but you bet your ass I'll be in the theater for uh the Bob Odenkirk John Wick movie. I'm just going to call it that, the Bob Odenkirk John Wick movie because Yeah, I don't even boy, know what it's called because um it's I like, know, but I'm nobody. not gonna say it. I'm nobody? just gonna call it. Yeah, it's called nobody. But oh, okay. Because I, like Sean referred to it by its title, and I was just like, I have no idea what that is. I'm <laughs> He's like Bob Odenkirk, John Wick. I'm gonna be very vague, even though no one that I know I'd get in trouble with listens to this pod. I mm-hmm. worked on the marketing for that movie, mm-hmm. and I've been working on it for like two years now. It's been in the can mm-hmm. for a while, and I love it. Uh, I've not seen the movie, but like everything I've seen, I love, and mm-hmm. uh. I mean, it looks exactly like what you would describe it as. Like, it looks like, yeah, Bob Odenkirk got, like, really ripped. Not overly ripped, <laughs> but, like, he got in shape. And now he's just fucking killing guys left and right. And it looks yeah. awesome. Like, I cannot wait. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go see... I think it comes out on March 26th, I believe. Um, and I'm going to be there opening night. Yeah, I'm hoping that they, like, show it at the drive-in that uh, we go to every year, because they're, like, opening the drive-in super early this year, which is a nice surprise. I'm going to see a double feature of Singing in the Rain at Magic Mike XXL. Like, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow. What a double feature. Those <laughs> yeah, are, like, two of my like, favorite movies of all like, time. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> the American musical double feature. I'm like, hell yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome, bro. But like, I, yeah, I love as it. like our first return to the drive-in. Oh, can you can we but, talk about how good Magic Mike XXL is just for like one second? That movie owns. It's so good. It's, it's great. so fun. It's like I, the most fun movie ever made. I would say summer, either summer 2015 or summer 2019. I go back and forth, but like those were the two best summers of my life. <laughs> and uh, summer 2015, I remember. The night that I saw Magic Mike XXL, I was mm. I was staying with my friend in her uh, like parents' beach condo, mm. and we were just like looking at movies sh- showtimes like nearby, um, and that was like the summer before our senior year, mm. so we were just kind of like let's just go like watch fucking Magic Mike, and then like mm. we had no expectations for it, 
we got kind of high before we went in. Mm-hmm. And, like, we loved it. And also, like, being, like, a little bit stoned for it was, like, perfect. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, went outside to the beach, like, after. And just, like, had vibed. And it was, like, <laughs> the most perfect night of my life. Like, I loved it. Oh, my God. That movie is perfect. I love it. I think I want to go see it with my ex at, like, a super, like, like my, like, local theater that's, like, the smelly one that's, like, teenagers run it. Not the AMC, like, the private one that's, like, five bucks. They're both smelly. Um, but it was just, like, all moms. They're both smelly. I don't know why that makes me Just all moms. Just all moms. Just all moms. One smelly theater, hundreds not smelly moms. No, it was, like, a 20-person theater. Oh. Um... Oh, yeah, I always forget that not everything's like a Florida theater where there's like 800 seats in one auditorium. Seeing Logan Lucky in a Florida theater was chef's kiss. I remember going to see that randomly like on a, yeah, opening day, like on a Friday at like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one in there up until the last trailer and two old women sat directly behind me. And I was going to get really annoyed because I was like, oh, like, really? Like, this entire ass theater and you're sitting right behind me? But they were <laughs> lovely. They were commentating the movie so purely. They were like, oh, he's trying to help his daughter. Like, I was like, I love you guys. Um, <laughs> I want them to commentate Fast 9 when it comes out, honestly. Like, oh, he's doing it for his family. Oh, Han came back to see his family. Oh, it's Aww. about the found family. <laughs> Wait, so before we close up shop, Kira, uh, I'm mm-hmm. curious, how would you rank this franchise so far from the three that you've seen? Um, I would say... Uh, it's like I don't want to rank them because it's like then this one would be in last place and I don't think it's like bad. I'm really surprised you like Too Fast as much as you do. It's funny. No, it's good. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm just surprised. Yeah. I guess so it's, it's like... It's like, it's one, like two, three. one, two, three. Yeah. yeah. Just because, like, not even for any reason. Like, I don't like one more than the other, really. It's just, like... Mm-hmm. They're all just, like, different. And Tokyo Drift was, like... Like I said, like, I wasn't, like, overwhelmed at first. But it is, like, I keep thinking about it. Just because... I guess that's really what I should do is like not watch movies five minutes before we record so I can like think about them. Wow, what a crazy concept, Kira. I, I feel like we're onto something here. <laughs> like I actually have like critical thought and like can analyze a movie if I like think about it rather than just reading reactionary notes off a page. Whoa, maybe our podcast will get good, Adam. Kira's like, wait, you're telling me if I don't watch something while I'm angry and tired from a long-ass day that I might actually (laughs) like the movies more? That's fucking crazy, Adam. But the content is funnier that way. (laughs) Should we just become actual film critics? I think it's Scorsese who once said, create art, not content. (laughs) Yeah. That's um, what I'm trying I, to do. Doesn't Scorsese love the? No, it's Nolan who loves the Fast movies. I mean, I hope Marty loves the Fast and Furious movies. I don't think he's seen them, but honestly, if I could spend one day with Marty, you know what I'm doing. 
I'm showing him. Maybe I'm, gonna... I'm Francesca. Honestly, do it. Yeah. Say hey. No, you know, the... you know who's the new one. Um, I hope film Twitter doesn't uh, follow. I don't want film Twitter to find her. Like she's not a teenager. She's, uh, but she's just like a young adult. But I don't want film Twitter to like annoy her. But Al Pacino's daughter on Instagram. <laughs> oh no. Is like really funny and. I only found her because, like, she, like, commented on Francesca Scorsese's picture one time, and it was, like, highlighted, and it was, like, Bestie, you look so nice. Aw. That's cute. It's, like, really funny because it's, like, her Instagram is, like, the vibes of, like, Francesca before she, like, became, like, an influencer, where it's, like, people being, like, what's your favorite movie of your dad's? (laughs) Um, they have, like, a gaming room in their house, too, and I like to imagine that Al Pacino games. He's a gamer. Oh, I just got down in Tomato Town, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What was I saying? Oh, yeah, I should ask her if Al... That's what I was getting at. I should ask her if Al Pacino likes... I think she was doing, like, an AMA, like, today on Instagram stories. I should ask her if Al likes the Fast and Furious movies. Honestly, ask him to rank all nine movies. Yeah. And he'll be like... At number one, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> I love my boy, Han. Um, He's like, I've always wanted to make a cameo in these movies, and they told me it wasn't cool enough. Shout out, family. shout out to the AOK pod in our weekly WandaVision recap. Mm-hmm. But I went off, and this has been very, the slightest spoilers for WandaVision. Only if you consider things that aren't going to happen a spoiler. But I went off on a tangent like a few weeks ago where I was like, I was convinced that Al Pacino was cast in WandaVision secretly. And then that was the big secret cameo that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been proven that that's not going to happen. But I was like going off for weeks about like, I was doing like Al Pacino impressions as like Marvel characters. And I honestly, I felt like I perfected it, my, my Al Pacino. <laughs> and I just kept saying lines like, oh, you little Scarlet Witch, huh? Like, (laughs) (laughs) but then when I saw him like sleeping during the uh, Golden Globes, I was like, he's not in Wandavision. He's not gonna do this. He's not. He doesn't need the clout. He's fine. (laughs) Um, yeah, I may not be caught up with Wandavision, but I watched a Fast and Furious movie for you. Not for you, but just, like, in general. No, you already said it. Pretend that it's for you, though. You you said it. You said it. You said it's for me. Although, isn't it, kind of? Because I would... Okay, honestly, would you and Sean be doing these movies without my presence in your lives? You know, you inspire us every day. Thank you. You inspire us all every day, and I think our listeners can... uh, Agree with me on that, at least. Right, guys? Don't we love Adam? Everyone, everyone. This is not what I was. This is not what I was asking for. <laughs> everyone, DM Adam and tell him how much you love Adam and how much he adds to your life. I'm literally gonna get zero DMs. I love this. Um, no. <laughs> everyone, tweet at the Zillennial Canon account. No, don't do it. Everyone, you... tweet at the AOK account. 
Do you run it or does Joe run it? I no, I don't let Joe on that bitch. It's all okay. Me. I yeah. <laughs> Joe's not a okay account. Joe would like get us canceled in like two seconds if I gave yeah. him the password for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. No, I I aspire people to be better than me, and that's all I can really ask for. So, Damn. if that's if that's you, cool beans. Sounds like a regular Dom moment. What can I say? I look after my family. And then I go race. Question the Zillennial Canon listeners. Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, if you made it all the way through, you're family to me. You're in the guys. You're in the the hashtag fast fam. Guys, I can't believe when we all get vaccinated, the first Zillennial Canon meetup will be at a barbecue in Dom's backyard drinking coronas. Imagine, oh my god, we host like a meetup, but it's just like Fast and Furious themed. You should have a Fast and Furious themed birthday party. Why is there not a fast restaurant outside the Fast and Furious ride at Universal Orlando, where it's just you order barbecue and you go sit in Dom's backyard? Exactly. It's so fucking easy. It's so fucking easy. Like, why am I not You should tweet to Universal Studios' official account and say that. And well, then I'm, sue them when they actually do that because they don't pay you for your idea. Um, staging coops is wrong, but I'm going to stage one at Universal Studios so I can become the CEO, so I can install um, a Dom's barbecue joint. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, because like, he, uh, he likes the rib just a little bit burnt, but not too much, and he likes to put on the sauce. And if you, uh, if you, if you take a bite, you got to say grace. So, Kira's just staring at me. She has no idea what I'm talking about. But this is all, all right. this is all actual fast canon that I know <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> well, you know, I'll know it soon too. Don't worry. Um, Don't you worry, right. Adam. Kira's just she. I got an hour, almost two hours, out of her with for fast content, and now she is just drained. She is done. She is telling me to wrap <laughs> it up. So I'll just say you guys can find me <laughs> online. <laughs> Not even a last thought about Tokyo Drift. It's I mean I, I've already made it clear. I love, fucking, it. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. It's yeah, great. It's great. Cool. All cool. right. Mark. Do, Do you have a final thought? <laughs> it's good. Cool. Uh, okay, yeah. You can follow <laughs> <laughs> if you can <laughs> This is stupid. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam. Just stop laughing. It's making me laugh. You Sorry. Can... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you stop. God, it's 1 a.m., by the way. <laughs> yeah, my mom's going to be like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Adam underscore not Sandler. You can, I'm trying to say it so fast, so don't laugh. Uh, you can follow my other podcast, the Aggressively Okay podcast, everywhere you pod, we're available there. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Why is that funny? I'm sorry. Okay. I, I'm just trying really hard not to laugh, so I'm getting frustrated that you are just fucking dying at me, just plugging myself. <clears throat> um, and honestly, you can find me getting vaccinated with Nas. Thank you. That would be, that would be awesome. That honestly? Would be like, like, my dream is, like, to have like the pill from Limitless, but I think that like 
<laughs> you know, the Bradley Cooper film? Yes, I, I'm that aware. Bradley of the Bradley Cooper joint. The Bradley Cooper vehicle. Yes, continue. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, I'm aware. Yes, I've seen it multiple times. Continue. Yeah, yeah that's like my dream. But um, I think that being injected with NOS would have the same effect. Do you know that meme of Bong Joon-ho on uh, Jimmy Fallon? And it's like, I can't believe the real parasite is my drinking problem. And that's Bong Joon-ho saying, you'll die on February 27th, yeah. 2034. <laughs> There's this, the, at the end of Limitless, like, it's revealed that... Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I saw it in theaters for, like, no reason when I was, like, 10. <laughs> it, um, at the end of that movie, Bradley Cooper is like, I... He like he doesn't need to take the pills anymore because he's essentially become the pill, which is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he like feels De Niro's heart. He's like, yeah. he's like, you're gonna die in like eight days, buddy. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, what? He's like, you can know what he's can gonna die. Can we cover yeah. that? I just I like wanna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the poll list right now. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, why just, is that like... so funny? Like, I, you're gonna die in eight days. <laughs> that's like in the beginning of that john mulaney uh special where it's like petunia the dog and she's like you will die on in august yes yeah (laughs) the the dog and beginners too yeah damn Uh, i'm literally adding it to the we gotta get drew deetson on that episode he actually has a lot of uh he's a entire thing with limitless that i won't spoil now but is the limitless pill just adderall thoughts (laughs) um (laughs) Is this like a capsule filled with moss? I literally? could be. I I literally could be wrong, but I think Drew has written a a mock script for Limitless too. And I also find it interesting that there was a Limitless show on CBS that Bradley Cooper yeah. was just on for no fucking reason. He was in it. Like for like a he's like a reoccurring role. Like he wasn't oh. like the lead character, but like he. That's so he, weird. Because you, if you remember at the end of the movie, he's like running for mayor. And in yeah. the TV show, he is the mayor of the city. Oh my god. That's so it's funny. Cinematic universe. Was that an NBC show? CBS. Oh, okay. Because um, he, had, he, he had that show Kitchen Confidential on Fox. Um, which, uh, friend of the pod, Ernie, did buy the box set for after <gasps> did you Did he watch it? Um, I pretty, yeah, actually, because I remember him, he, we have a group chat, and he sent us a picture of him watching on his projector, so... Oh my but god! He, de- he definitely the bought the box set. Yeah, I remember him saying that. You're going uh, on with Bam soon, so you should ask him about it. Yeah, I will. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at garlic. <laughs> Adam, what would you do if you had the limitless pill? Um, I would simply find a way to take over the Fast franchise. I'm not even joking. Okay. Like well, I would find a way to climb up. As is. I would. Well, no, I would like. Because, yeah, it's perfect right now, but, like, I'm thinking about the future. Okay. Like, the day that Sinclair retires and I have to... The day that Sinclair retires. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't listened to previous episodes, Mark Sinclair is Vin Diesel. Just wanted to clear that up at the end of the episode. This is, where... like, this is like the stupid <laughs> argument, like, what if a mom took her kids to see Infinity War without seeing the other Marvel movie? Like, if you're listening to this just raw-dogging his own canon... I'm sorry, but you gotta be up on the canon. You gotta know what we're talking about. Like, the don't canon, walk in the can- question. Okay, Zillennial canon, like, is not, um, like, Zillennial canon has shifted from, like, the canon of films that we liked as children to, like, 
the the like memes that this show has made. That is the true canon of Zillennial canon. All I'm gonna say is the day the crown uh no the day the clown cried, nah. The day Sinclair retired. Damn, that's so sad. That's it. I have nothing Anyway, else you can find me on Twitter at garlic emoji. You can find us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. Um and also Instagram. Uh, send us some reviews. Uh, tweet at us. More voicemails. I want more voicemails. Yeah, more voicemails would be fun. Um, yeah, we're just vibing here. Uh, having great Bestie times. Bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. Bestie vibes only. Bestie, Bestie we're having a situation. Bestie. Bestie. <laughs> Bestie. <laughs> Bestie, I gotta tell you something. Bestie, I gotta tell you something. Bestie, before we hang up, I have to tell you something. That's me literally every time there's a new piece of fast news. Good night, Bestie. Good night, Bestie. Good night, Bestie. Okay, bye, Kira. But before you go to sleep, I have to tell you something. Stop. <laughs> <In the car. laughs>